Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Frontier Beyond Fear live broadcast and podcast. I'm Susan Larison Dans, and today is Saturday, March 25th, 2023. And this program streams live most Saturdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And let me right at the outset thank Blog Talk Radio for highlighting the program once again on their homepage as one of their very long-standing shows, and I do appreciate that greatly. Welcome. It just so happens, which I find so entertaining because this is kind of how my spiritual path works, that right before the show, I got an email having nothing to do with the show, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to respond real quick, and it was a somewhat you know, yeah, I wouldn't call it super stressful, but just where something is happening that, um, you know, really I have no control over. And so I needed to respond very quickly um, to someone and say, you know, you're going to need to check into this. And it was so um, synchronistic. I mean, it was literally within five minutes of the show. And I ran over and I thought, I better start the show. It's getting close. And closer than ever, I'm starting the episode today. Um, and I had a chance to test it really fast, which I always do. I always do a quick sound test, and all of that went fine. But I know that it happened for a reason. And today we're going to talk about stress. And the first thing that we need to do when we are experiencing stress, which can come from very real circumstances in our lives, is realize when something's happened that is stressful, even if it's a small thing. And many spiritual teachers will tell us, and we all do this imperfectly, and I know I came into this episode not even just today, just because the last... A um, couple of weeks, although I've certainly had more stressful times in my life, but there have just been little little things. They kind of set us off, and then we react. We react too quickly. And all we need to do, this may seem so very simple, but acknowledging that we are human beings, number one, we are here having a human experience on this planet, which means sometimes things will happen that do stress us out. Sometimes we will react too quickly. Sometimes there's just a lot going on and things happen. So that is actually an aspect of our spiritual path 
to realize that we are on this earth having a human experience. If we wanted to be in a place where we would never be tested at all, we wouldn't be here. We would we are here to grow. We will have tests. Now I can tell you that it has been my experience, despite of course imperfections along the way, that over the course of my life, I have found I've become less reactive and less triggered by stress, even in incredibly difficult situations. In fact, the, the most interesting thing is sometimes it's the really big things you somehow find a way to work with, although I have to say that without my spiritual path, that would have been very difficult. That was harder for me to do when I was younger and I had not um, really paid attention or had an awakening. I mean, I had some spiritual... Um, I, everybody has, even unconsciously, you have this assistance. But I do see a real difference. I raced into this show so I told myself, this is just a little thing, right? The simplest of things. Breathe. Breathe. Just breathe. It'll be fine. What if it starts late? What if it's 10 seconds late, 30 seconds late, a minute late? Well, I don't like that. I don't like being late. Don't know that I've ever started this show late except for many years ago, like when I had a guest and something was going on or a technical issue. So, you know, I resist that. And so you race. But the fact of the matter is that's such a minor thing, really. Even if you have like a, you know, this is the old A student syndrome. And do I ever know that? Where, you know, you, you aim for such perfection. And then lo and behold, you know, um, you get, which was, something that that um, they started introducing when I was in college a minuses you get an a minus and oh no then your GPA is shot and you the funny thing is about the a minus syndrome is then all of a sudden you'll find you could get your first B perhaps maybe you only get one or maybe it's a B plus and I think that's what happened to me many years ago um, and but it eases because what are you trying to maintain? Perfection. You are trying to maintain perfection in this human domain. And sometimes, miraculously, it can happen. I had another experience in graduate school where um, a test was, I didn't even realize it would make a difference in my grade. Very, the most difficult class I took in graduate school from one of the most difficult computer science professors in the entire world. Literally. I mean, for this class, we had study groups, and I know this, some of you may not remember this particular series, but it reminded me of this series called The Paper Chase when I was young. It was a movie, but it was mostly a PBS series where it followed these law students through law school, and the only way, there was this incredibly difficult professor called Kingsfield, and the only way they could get through his class and actually all of law school, they, they all, all the classes, but his class was particularly difficult, was, was join a study group to prepare. 
And that's what algorithms class was like in graduate school at the University of Illinois. And what ended up happening, um, it was one of those classes where they graded on a curve because 56% on a final might be the highest grade. And so you're taking a test and you're just thinking, oh, my gosh, I just don't know the answer. I don't know. And it was all essay where you had to write out an algorithm spontaneously and you feel like you're failing. You just feel like you're failing. And maybe on the scale, you really are. And I actually hadn't had many experiences like that. Um, one math class I remember in undergrad school where I really, I had to go to the TA and I never had to go to the TA. But And they even chided me, why didn't you come and just ask me as they were explaining um, a certain way of proving something, something new that I was having some trouble grasping because we try so hard, especially when we really care about the quality of our work. We try so hard and the old, you know, um, where, where you're holding like a perfect GPA, the, the minute that fails, if it fails, and I'll tell you the rest of my graduate school story in a minute, um, suddenly you can breathe again because that that goal of utter perfection is broken. And I am not saying everything in my life has been about utter perfection. It certainly has not. There are certainly areas in my life where I was nowhere near um near that that level but that is a form of stress when we're trying to maintain what can feel like an impossible ideal by the world standards and the funny thing about that is when it breaks whatever it is and maybe it will maybe it won't um, suddenly you can relax sometimes um, there are downsides in school for some of these things because maybe you're not exploring enough. Maybe you're not taking the course that would really challenge you as much, although that does, sometimes you're required to take those. But even in electives, maybe you need to take something that isn't your best skill and explore. So that's how it can apply to school. In graduate school, just finishing this story, um, is the teacher, um, it turned out that I got my final back, and I thought I had figured out the algorithm for one of the questions. And so um, I asked the TA, who actually happened to be my office mate, but we didn't really communicate that much. He was in there sometimes. I mean, it was it had really had nothing to do with him. We hardly even talked too much, just sometimes. But um, and he wasn't particularly a communicative sort. But I went to him and I just said, hey, what do I do, you know, if I just want this question looked over again? Because I thought this, this was the answer. So I guess what happened is he brought it to the professor, this, I mean, really well-known um, computer scientist. His area was computational geometry. I mean, he's just really well-known. And... Um, because the University of Illinois, I mean, that talk about a stress factory and not feeling 
like you could do it and then maybe you really could do it. There's the other aspect of all of this. But it turned out I was told some miraculously because with that question, the points I had gotten off, I actually had a B in the course. And that was my first and only, would have been my only B in graduate school. And what happened was, as it was explained to me, by someone who really wasn't super communicated, communicated, um, was I had solved the problem, and I had solved it in a way they didn't expect, which was way beyond. Um, sometimes I think back to those days, and I swear, I I don't know how I did it. I mean, I just I know I it was like having angelic help, but it was really, it was a different time in my life, in my mind was in a different place back then. I was very focused. I was never a guru. So that's why that took me by such surprise. Usually, I mean, I could answer the question, although in that class it was really difficult. Um, And, you know, it wouldn't be like something they hadn't seen or something they didn't expect, and then they go through it, and it is. You know, it's something new. And I'm like, wow, how did that happen? I mean, it's not as if I'd never come up with some things. I mean, I think that more nowadays my research is more leading edge. Um, But we underestimate our strengths even in the past. So what ended up happening was like better than I could have imagined in that circumstance is not only did they give me the points on that essay, but and I didn't even ask for it. Now here's an example of something even unasked for. I didn't say, um, "Oh, can you give me an A in the class?" I didn't. Even, I just figured I was going to get a B. I mean, and it was a really super hard class. And I always would say to myself, "Well, you know, I'm not a super guru, and I'm really not. Um, I had my strengths in in areas, but not if you know what." super gurus are like in the computer science realm. You'll know if they're, they they are really a class um, to themselves. Um, I brought strengths that were more holistic. I was, but, you know, I was able somehow to do the work. Anyway, I ended up getting an A in the class. They had changed my grade to an A, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And it wasn't, certainly wasn't, because the TA happened to use the same space that this was a shared space um, that I did because we really didn't talk much. Um, it had nothing to do with that. It actually was the professor who apparently, or may, was I really that close? Maybe, I suppose so. It just pushed me over. I don't know how it came about, but I got an A in the class, and that then led to me not getting a B at all in graduate school, which is actually easier to do than you think. I mean, it's not super easy, but in some ways it's harder to get straight A's in an undergrad um, just because of the variety of courses you take. Um, And so grades aren't always the top emphasis in graduate school. It's more the work that you produce. I mean, you have to do the work, but um, that's just the way it is. So anyway, I... Something unexpected happened. The reason I decided to do this program this week is because um, I have 
such a simple life right now. It's very difficult to integrate who I was in that world and even in other worlds where I've led a lot of things and I was I've done a lot of things in my life and you know now what I'm doing these things are much more simple. I'm I can't say I'm totally retired from that life. I certainly am from being a computer scientist at that level. Um, but I also made other choices in my life. Some years later, I honestly made the choice to be at home with my child, even though I worked part-time, and that changed that whole career. And even though I came back for a time, that was a very momentous choice that I made, and I actually was needed at home again later. And so... I was of the generation. In fact, I I really feel this needs to be addressed more. We were really the first um, generation of women who had been raised by stay-at-home mothers usually. Some of our mothers may have worked part-time, but I really knew almost none of my friends who had working mothers. If the the moms worked, they might have had just kind of a side thing they did, or they were a teacher. Um, But there were just the vast majority, um, also being the youngest in my family made a difference. Um, That was what we experienced. And never underestimate, despite how the world has changed, how important it can be. In fact, I feel it's vitally important to be home with a child if you possibly can do it. Not everyone can do it. And there may be situations where both parents can be home with the child. Not too long ago, um, this wonderful young man who lives near me, I had a problem where um, my car battery had an issue, and young man had been kind of walking around. I hadn't really seen him before much. I didn't know who he was. He comes up because um, I did get some help, but then he wanted to help, and he ended up telling me he was a stay-at-home dad. So, And just the kindest person and, and was really helpful. And so it can happen in different ways, but I will never, ever regret, despite the sacrifices it led to, and we have not resolved this problem in our society. We have not resolved it. I had full on-site, the most cushiest of daycare available to me, Um, but it was a situation where my child needed more care. Um, I would have felt the stress in ways that were just almost impossible had I gone back, but really, Um, I needed to be at home. It was very clear. There was no doubt when the time came to make that decision. Even though I had enrolled in the daycare thinking that would work, when before the minute I got pregnant, I enrolled. But you had to wait at that time a whole year almost. The waiting time was a year to get in from that point. So I had to make decisions in my life. Some of them were very difficult. Some of them 
can seem on the surface like, you know, was that a good decision? And then you realize, well, you know, it may not have been such a good decision. However, look what it led to. And that's a really important lesson, too. Whatever stress we're going through right now, and I know a lot of you are going through stress. I mean, this economy is extremely stressful. I do now know, which is so incredible, that these listeners in different parts of the world, thank you for listening, because I was just looking at the map, you know, um, they're there may just be a couple in some of these places, and it's more recent. I don't think it's not the whole history of the show, so it shifts. Like I noticed someone's in Poland, and is that within the last three months, six months? I'm not sure, but can I even imagine how stressful it may be right now to be there? And and there are just so many parts of the world where a lot is happening, and there can be just huge things that occurred last night. In fact, I haven't had a chance to look at the news. I was watching this live because I was helping with something on Twitter and I was over there and I saw that there was this giant, giant tornado in the south, in Mississippi, and it was just about to wipe out this town. And they were even showing a weather, a meteorologist on TV literally praying on the air for the people saying, Jesus, help these people, um, and or Jesus, help them, he said. Apparently, I didn't watch the broadcast. I just saw a little um, quote from it. And, and so um, we need to honor, by the way, all the different ways that people pray and want to reach out. And he said that in tears from his heart because there's just so much judgment right now of different ways of believing and and lately i find more and more and more i really really honor the people who are in the space of their spiritual path in their heart space that may not be your way because i know this this audience is diverse certainly worldwide we i have listeners with many many different spiritual traditions but how much that helped him in that moment, and no doubt it helped the people in the tornado. And I haven't, I, they were comparing it to the big Joplin tornado, and there's a really famous recording from that. I can't remember exactly when it was. I actually had an expert on the show, I don't know, some years ago, certainly over 10 years ago, I think. Um, and, um, there were these people trapped in a gas station, and and they were praying. I mean, not all of them were praying, but some of them were. And I will say something that bothers me, there was this movie that was created recently um, about a tornado that I just happened to see, and I just won't even name it. But, but the fact that they did not at all present any of the characters having faith and they only projected judgment onto spiritual tradition, which certainly can exist, but I felt that was so unrealistic and inappropriate because there are those who just want to blot spirituality out completely, and they don't understand what spirituality is and how much it helps us, and it can come to us in different ways. 
So I know I'm free-flowing today from my heart, which is always good, but I will have some things to read here in a minute, and I know this show is also going to go into overtime because here we are already at the five-minute mark. I will do a couple of quick quotes that I put together before the show for those of you listening live. Um, This one is from Rumi, who lived 1207 to 1273. Don't get lost in your pain. Know that one day your pain will become your cure. That is very profound. And what we will find is those times when we were really, really tested, we look back on them and we see how important they were for our soul growth. And oh, how wonderful it is to have a spiritual path so that we can see things that way. And but while the live audience is here, what we can do is ask ourselves, okay, you know, I was, I wish, first of all, if we react and, um, you know, it's with another person, maybe we say something that we didn't mean, it's always good when we can to honestly work that through because love is more powerful than anything. Um, I had, I had a recent experience, I had a bigger experience years ago because part of my stress experience. Even just now, I was sending an email off to someone. I was mindful saying, yeah, you know, I need to tell this person they need to look into things because there's nothing that I can really do. And it's a minor, minor thing just where um, I'm not getting emails on an email list and and should be. But um, I just really felt that this person needed to look into this because it could be affecting other people. So I was thinking empathically for them. But um, instead of, you know, I, I try to make it as gentle as possible when we just react. I mean, I had an experience in the corporate world. It kind of um, softened itself at the time, but not completely. A long story, I can't get into it now, where, you know, someone was really angry, you know, just comes barreling in, angry, yelling, and just, um, you know, and wanting to do something technically incorrect. And I had to respond, but I reacted. You know, what caused me to react? That then led to a lot of things in my life, Um, even though technically we kind of ended up having a really good talk after that. See, see, love, this was just when I was on a spiritual path, but um, we were able to get to this space of love and understanding. It turned out somebody had just yelled at her. And then she came and yelled at me. And isn't that interesting? But um, ultimately, um, it kind of had some impacts because, you know, you're not allowed in the corporate world. I was such a free person. And and even though she and I were able to work it out and, you know, people view that as – it's just not there's and I don't believe in these structures anymore. It's why we need conscious business and um that you know anyway, we're getting into too much there, but when we react when we react, it can have unintended consequences, 
But it is true that in that pain, because there was a lot of pain going on below the surface, there were many dysfunctional things going on there. The cure was ultimately, and not too much after that, I needed to leave, and I actually walked away from a situation where um, I was being mistreated, you know, another potential position there that was a really good thing, but I just wasn't going to deal with it. And that was actually the right thing to do in that situation. And sometimes I think because it really was harassment at the time, I should have been stronger. Now, see, there's a sample where I really should have stood up to myself or for myself. I should have said, you know, this is wrong and that you shouldn't, how dare you, or something. Um, but I ended up um, responding pretty clearly, just not right in the moment. Um, so sometimes our stress is a signal that tells us we need to look for some new situation, that this isn't working. Sometimes we can work it out. And especially if we're working within the spiritual community, we can work it out because there is love that we are all consciously aiming to be a part of. Do we always get an A when it comes to how love-based we can be? No, because we're having a human experience. But um, just quickly, I know the live show is ending. Thank you, live audience. FrontierBeyondFear.com is the website for the show. I should be here again next week. So um, we, I stream live on Blog Talk Radio, um, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday. So I'll continue in the podcast for those of you listening to that, which, by the way, I think I finally have decided I'm going to go ahead and find some more platforms because I went back and forth on that. Um, last week, but I think that it is time to get out on some more platforms. Um, so I will be looking at that. Rumi's quote, let's repeat it again. Now we have all the time we want to talk in the podcast. See, I get not particularly stressed, but I get mindful of the time as we get closer, not while I'm talking, but as we get closer to the end of the live show and I kind of decide most live shows should be 30 minutes for this ep- for this series because I never know how long a given episode is going to go and talk about stress it's actually more stressful if you need to fill time which I don't want to have to do so Rumi again don't get lost in your pain know that one day your pain will become your cure that is just very profound. Another quote from the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He lived 1929 to 1968. It takes empathy, patience, and compassion to overcome anger, hatred, and resentment. In our regular lives, we just don't know what we might encounter in the world. Anger may be the more common thing that we encounter, although there we certainly can encounter 
hatred, and we certainly can encounter resentment. And look at how he says it takes empathy, patience, and compassion. In none of those words is there a suggestion that we should just react in kind, just react. Have we interpreted the situation correctly? In fact, one of the reasons I'm doing this show, I I had not interpreted something correctly. Sometimes it's very easy to project a more serious thing than actually exists. That is often the case. Once again, we can manage our emotions. Will we be perfect all the time? No, we will not, but we can see a progression of doing better. I have found that in my life, the spiritual path, and especially, I'm not even saying all these practices. Yeah, before the show, I said to myself, breathe. That's a very simple practice. I didn't do a full meditation. There was no time. Um, I'm not giving some elaborate practice here of any kind. My practice, in fact, one of the tags on the show is to get out in nature and walk. That's how I connect. That's how I breathe. That works better for me than sitting still. And many of you may find that a walking meditation, whether you're really even conscious that it's a meditation or not, just a mindful time, a heartful time in nature can help tremendously with stress. Sometimes we are so certain that things are going to go a certain way. I have had this happen more than once. This is why I advise you from my heart to take care about asking yourself, what am I doing wrong? When you feel that you're so focused on something that of course it's going to happen and then it doesn't. That's because you can't see everything. That's because it's that whatever that thing is, is not where you needed to be on your highest path. And this notion of co-creation and and even prayer and um, all forms of intent, it's not obvious how it works. Sometimes it can seem like, you know, uh, so many times, oh, well, that simple little story of the grade in my class change. I didn't even dream they would change my grade to an A. I figured I'd still get a B, but at least I'd get some more points for that particular problem. I didn't think I'd get an A. So I wasn't even looking for an A. Sure, would I have wanted an A? Absolutely, but I really wasn't, you know, I'd kind of release that. And then it surprised me. And other times in my life, someone may walk into your life or a situation may occur. In fact, um, this job years ago was incredible. It was like my dream job. And it couldn't last through the the last big recession. Um, And we could be coming upon a time now where where jobs are going to end. And there were a lot of things going on um, at that time. But um, I never imagined that, I mean, it was just, sure, it was my dream job, but I never even thought of such a job. 
I hadn't even thought of it. When my writing appeared on the Oprah forum, I mean, yeah, I wanted to be a writer, but, I mean, I never even thought about it. I mean, when it ended up on the front page of the Oprah site, and I was just so close to even getting on Oprah with a group of people because of our writing. That was We were writing on her spirituality group, and that's how I got into this show. That's how this started, is that whole bridge builder thing back then on the forum. I never imagined. I never even thought. We didn't even know what a discussion forum was. Yeah. I mean, and the thing that might, I might have expected to happen, writing a book or a series of books, that hasn't happened. And yet writing has happened in other ways that I didn't expect. We can't see everything. We can't see everything. All we can do, and here's where trust, there's a tag I didn't put. I didn't put faith or trust on the show, but as tags for the show, I always think what tags to put on a given one. We have to trust that our path is the way that it needs to be for wherever we need to be positioned with everybody else around us. We are not doing this by ourselves. There are other people in our world, and we are all souls, and we are having soul growth experiences on planet Earth, and some things are based on agreements with other souls. Like, I think about a situation where I was so certain I'd be able to stay in a particular house, and even another house, no, No, it didn't work out that I could stay there, but I needed to be where I was going next. How do we know where we're going next in our life? How do we know? We need to trust, and especially in these times, we need to trust. Trust can help us a lot. Um, A quote from the Bible, John 14, 27. Peace. I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's John 14, 27. A verse that can remind us about peace. I went through a difficult time years ago And I needed to read the 23rd Psalm and how powerful that was. In fact, why not read it? Let's get it here. I think we'll read it. It's more poetic in the King James Version, so I will read it. And that's where we tend to have heard it most over the years. Sometimes, usually I read from a different translation, but this time we're going to read it here. We may do a future episode on this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I hadn't expected to read that today, but during a time when I wasn't, you know, I hadn't expected to need to be reading the 23rd Psalm. I needed it one day, and it was there for me because I really did think at the time that I was walking through the valley of the shadow of death. No matter what we are facing, spirituality makes a huge difference because we have something more. We're not alone. We're not alone. The divine is with us and loves us and in us, the omnipresent divine, omnipresent love, unconditional love. And there is nothing that happens on this planet that doesn't have some reason. They can be hard to come to terms with, but maybe there is some huge lesson that's supposed to come out of whatever difficulty is going on. Some soul growth experience for multiple people. We need to trust. Now back to the more mundane kind of stress. Every situation is different. There will be situations, and I've certainly um, had this happen, where we need to leave a situation because it's just not working. Then there, But there are also other situations where love can help us work it out. That's actually more satisfying, unless it's something that we're just absolutely not supposed to be doing for some reason. But if it's just some misunderstanding or stress or, you know, sometimes we go on to new work, that's okay. Like you're going to something bigger perhaps, or, you know, some growth experience of your own, well, then everyone would be loving about that in a spiritual situation. But they're really the most satisfying thing to do. And what I find so um, comforting, really, about my corporate situation where this person lashed out at me and, you know, we're like yelling at each other, you know, and I'm not really supposed to do that because I'm the employee, right? You're not supposed to express emotion, And it's really not right that we have office spaces that are so authoritarian in nature because that's not really the best way. And But it turned out we kind of shifted it because we ended up having a really good talk and I found out she was yelled at. And, you know, things, it didn't solve what was going on in that overall environment and with others in that environment. But um, And it didn't even necessarily totally solve whatever um, issues each person in that situation was having. But it made a huge difference in the sense we found this loving space where we were having an empathic conversation with one another when we both had reacted. And it turns out that she was reacting because somebody else had done the same who was her superior. 
um, kind of a parrot, not totally a, on the on the um, on the chain, on the management chain, but we were working on an executive floor, and one of the executives had yelled at her. And she comes right over to me, and I'm trying to tell her that something won't work technically. And, you know, maybe I didn't express it very well, or I always think there's a gentler way. Even this thing right before the show is a very minor thing, but, you know, how carefully you can express something as simple as, no, I'm not getting your emails, and no, it's not on my end. You really need to check as to why. Um, and I needed to say that very clearly in that situation. That's a very small thing. And yet, those sorts of things can cause us a little stress sometimes. So, okay, I had some other quotes. Here's one from Gautama Buddha, who lived, born in 564 B.C. Nothing is forever except change. This may not seem like it directly has to do with stress, and yet what causes us more stress than that feeling that something will change, that we're going to lose something? And Buddhism has a lot to say about um, clinging to things and letting them go, and that you need to get in this space. It's hard. We're having a human experience, right? So you're not always going to be in this space. In fact, here's another personal story. just happened. I've had a lot of experiences back this past week um, and recently where I, was, I hadn't heard about something and I was worried. I was making up stories, you know, like, oh, you know, why haven't I heard back on this thing um, and, and from, a, from a family member? And so I started thinking, okay, um, what if this has happened or what if that has happened? And all of a sudden, like, every, you become a wonderful storyteller. Every story comes up in your head. This is a show about fear, and this was a minor thing. I mean, yeah, we can have really serious things going on where um, life-threatening things, but this this is a case. It wouldn't have been minor. I mean, it would have really hurt if something had happened in this situation, but by not hearing, I was getting stressed. And here's a perfect quote for that. Where is it? It's from Mark Twain. He lived 1835 to 1910. I've had a lot of worries in my life, most of which never happen. So that's when we get caught in the worry trap. And the funny thing is, is even as I was working with, yeah, you know, that could have happened or that could have happened, I was also at the same time working with my spirituality and and letting go. And um, we're having this experience right now in the world where a lot of people are worried about losing things, losing things, you know, maybe, um, you know, already you may have lost things that you thought were set, like a retirement plan or whatever, and it's gone down, and where is this going, and, you know, in, I know it's not just in the United States, but certainly in the United States, we've got prices just going up, rents are going up, mortgage rates, interest rates are going up. Food, all supplies, I mean, everything is going up. And at the same time, you know, maybe your income isn't going up. And so how do you deal with that? And so every month can feel stressful. 
and you start worrying. You know, they're starting to be layoffs in different um, sectors. The tech sector has had a lot of layoffs, and people who thought that, um, you know, this job, whatever it is, is set for as long as I want, or this field, suddenly, you know, we're having a setback. So what then? Our spiritual paths can help us. There can be really big things. Before the show, I turned on the the BBC News, which, by the way, if you never watch it, it's really interesting because I know some of you in other parts of the world, that's probably a source for you, but in the U.S., we so rarely watch it. And to me, it gives more information. They're on a different page. They're not just stuck in cycles and cycles of the same thing that they're going over and over. And you tend to see some other things. And someone else had mentioned to me about this asteroid, which I hadn't, I've been really occupied this past week. And um, this asteroid is, has, is passing close to Earth, and they say that it won't hit. They always say that, and uh, we hope not. Um, and it's, you know, hey, big things can happen. Look what happened in in Syria with um, the the earthquake and Turkey and look what um, in fact there was another earthquake I'm trying to think um, see I'm not even sure see I'm not in that part of the world but I know I saw another earthquake and yes there was this giant tornado and I haven't really heard what happened from that because it was really maybe even a historic tornado that went through. American South in Mississippi, and and um, I believe it was the weather was heading up into Alabama when I went to bed, but it seemed to be diminishing. But I haven't really heard the news today what happened with this big tornado and an asteroid. Well, anyone who's seen the movie Deep Impact, that could just wipe us out. I mean, that would be it. I mean, these are the really big things, health issues. A family member, I've certainly been through that, where a family member is having a serious health issue. I wouldn't be here at all doing a spiritual show if not for a health issue I had that brought me face-to-face with my mortality many, many years ago and really was miraculously healed. Even when I wasn't seeking healing, I mean, I didn't know what to do. Um, I I just, it was just gone, and people were mystified, and many people have stories like that, and I had a second thing happen with another loved member, in fact, a loved one, and I've had other loved ones, same thing, where things just disappear, and they're just healed, and that happens. Those are the big, dramatic things in our spiritual lives, and yet we all know stories as well, where Something doesn't heal. Maybe someone, it's time for them to leave the earth. And only our spirituality, I mean, I would have a much harder time dealing with that if not for knowing that we're here as souls as long as we're here and exactly as long. And if someone leaves, they're in agreement with all the other souls around them that they're not going to be here any longer. And then there are lessons to be learned in future growth. And that soul has other things to do. That simplifies it greatly. But 
we're here while we're here. There are big things to be stressed about. I do want to encourage you that our spirituality will help us not to give up, um, that we're here for a reason, and to trust in that reason. And if something's going badly or we're in an environment like, why am I here? Why am I, you know, what is going on? Can you be a light to someone else if you're a spiritual person? You may be there to help someone else who's in that same situation. I can remember some years ago when um, a very frightening surgery that a loved one was going through, um, and I'm sitting in the waiting room, and oh my gosh, the empathy in the waiting room. And the longer it goes, because we're waiting and we, everybody's wait, you know, and um, you don't know what's going on. And then you hear something really scary, like, oh, you know, they're, they're like in this case, we hear about um, they're checking for, for, they're doing blood clot mitigation. Well, that's really scary, you know. And I actually knew someone years ago who was quite young who went for a, a very routine ankle surgery at work and died because they had a blood clot. I mean, that person was only supposed to be on the earth as long as they were here, as hard as that may be. And it's not, I can't say that we can feel perfect peace, but sometimes, and I experience this too, there is that peace that passeth understanding that we can't explain and we find. I remember on that day when... Um, this young person was going into surgery. I come out. I couldn't find the bathroom. It was closed. They were in the hospital. They were doing construction work. So I get led down this other path, and here on the wall was a poster that had something to do with an awakening, my own awakening years ago, and it was stunning, the synchronicity. And I walk into the bathroom, after seeing this, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, because I could feel the total presence of the loving divine, and I'm in tears in the bathroom, not of fear, but it had released my fear, because here was the presence of this synchronicity and the divine with me in this experience, and it helped me the whole rest of the day, and it turned out okay, but it was scary, it was a scary day. Um, and I still had fears I had to work with, but it was much alleviated because of that experience. We will have powerful experiences in our divine walk. It's not just some mundane thing. This is why spirituality is so very important and why those who want to blot it out are actually wrong, and they have no right to do that. Not And they would doom us. I mean, really, you want the human race to go down, become all materialists, if that's possible, because spirituality actually reaches out to you. We've gone way too far down that path already, and um, it's not helpful. And those of us who are spiritual do need to speak up now, which I do regularly. And we'll be doing more and more because when you know that something's real, when you know that it can help us, 
when you know how important it is and you've got people who have blinders on and you can have empathy that they're not yet in their journey, maybe on this soul journey, they're just going to be a materialist their whole life, which is very sad, but their soul chose that. And they'll wake up, they get over on the other side, and it's like, oh, my gosh, they were right, and they missed a whole bunch of stuff. But maybe they don't think that because their soul was meant to be a materialist, and that's how they interacted with all the other people. It just can feel kind of sad because you don't reach any kind of spiritual potential in those lives. You've actually made a choice on a soul level not to grow spiritually, but to maybe enable as a catalyst others around you to grow. Um, But I always have hope for anyone who is on the planet that they can discover and grow and really see the very real miracles that occur, things you cannot explain. Any scientist, you can look at it and say, this needs to be studied, and yet it's not, because we are dominated by materialists and that's not helpful but we may be going through this crisis to help more spirituality to emerge because we are going through a crisis in the world a lot is happening in the world i had some other poems i had opened to before the show but none of them seems to demand to be read since we've done some other quotes today. So I will not read any poetry beyond just those few quotes. I even had a poem I wrote some years ago, but I couldn't find it exactly. If I find that poem, it's not on my current computer. I wrote it like in high school. But it's really very relevant to the topic. And it has to do with we get stressed, and I was very stressed as a high school student. I was much more stressed as a high school student than I am now. And, yeah, I stressed about grades all the time. I was very obsessed with how I was doing in school. And I wrote a poem about feather-heavy troubles and, and just how they weigh on us so much, and yet these things will just just be gone. Like feathers in the wind, they'll be gone. And no, I wasn't. um, I wasn't restating the song. I don't know what song. There's a song about that. But um, in any case, actually, there's a few of them. But the idea was that we get so wrapped up about things, and in the end, they may not even matter. You know, I was so wrapped up in my career. But when the time came, I needed to be home with my child. And I had seen we're not in the right path and way of thinking about that right now. And it depends where you are in the world. We really do need to spend time with our children. And we need to figure out a way to do it. I know friends who are grandparents who are spending time with their grandchildren even when the parents are going to work. We are so driven by a certain narrative. We think that it devalues us to change course. It did not devalue me to change course. I had multiple experiences in my life. In fact, if anything, it helped me because then I ended up going into volunteer work and how that enriched me and helped so much. And to to see what it's like to help people at a school or in an overall community 
and to be involved in something that helps. Um, a lot of the people that were doing that were, um, they, they generally worked to some degree at home, most of, most of them, and I did too, doing something part-time. But no, they were not in their full careers. And um, we need to figure that out. And I don't, I think that often solutions are given that are not solutions and that will not be satisfactory to you if you're facing a situation where a child needs more support. Um, my child at the time had a health issue that needed support. And it actually was good for me too because it was, it, uh, parenting was not easy. Um, some people have really easy situations. I did not. You know, we had a more challenging situation for a time. And, you know, then later in life, other things come in. Maybe you're caring for someone else's children, too, and, and there are things happening there. Or, you know, there, there are just so many different variations, and we're missing something. How we find the answer, it's not going to be simple. Every situation is different. And if you're led out of a career, that doesn't mean you're worthless. If you're led to something simpler, which, my goodness, am I ever, in many cases, doing things that are simpler, although not in the sense of the research and spiritual work that I'm doing. But, you know, my traditional day job, so to speak, is about as simple as what I did, like, I don't know, a long time ago. I mean, just not what I envisioned. But it doesn't matter. Are you helping? Is there a purpose? Is it bringing value to you? Um, is it helping? Is it bringing value to other people? Is there a reason? Maybe it's a situation where, um, no, you know, this. maybe you want to change into something else. Or maybe it really is working. And you can do some other things too that are a little more intricate at the same time. We can do more than one thing at once. So, and in fact, I would encourage those of you facing economic situations, um, and I wish I could tell you that that um, you know I'm a super expert on this. But one thing that you can do is certainly think about what you're good at. And is there anything that you can do that may be small, but that will really help with what you're doing? It may be a hobby that that you are very good at that, you know, maybe you can go to a craft show. Maybe you can make crafts. Maybe you're good at that. Um, whatever it might be, um, open yourself up to what might be possible. So... We're at the hour at least. Yes, we are. So I am going to end the show. Um, I should be here as expected. I didn't think I'd be here this week, but something I was supposed to do um, got canceled, so I didn't need to. And um, so I'm here, and I'm glad to be here today. So um, the website, once again, for this show is FrontierBeyondFear.com. And it, as I add more syndicates, which I am really going to look at, um, I will let you know this show is already on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Those are the main ones, Apple Podcasts and iTunes. It's on that. Um, and I need to check on the others to see what's up with 
some of them to see, but I am going to see if I can get on some others too, because I think it would be helpful to do that at this time, um, especially when there's so much fear in the world and and we can reflect. We don't need to get up on our pedestal and pretend to be perfect. That doesn't help. We're all having a human experience, but some of us have learned some things, and some of us are learning them over and over, and we can share when that happens too. It's all about our authentic human experience, and in this case, how is our spiritual path helping us, and how can we convey that to those around us? So take care, everyone. I will see you next time.